Welcome, welcome, welcome. Sideline Junkies coming to you with our week four recap show. Me, KG, joined by the one, the only. What's up, everybody? Oh, my God. This If we sound a little down, this week in NFL football has been topsy-turvy, upside-down, and everything else. Well, we we definitely took some picks on some some hits on some picks this week. <laughs> hits is an understatement. I think I'm I'm sitting at eight losses this week already. Eight losses. Eight. Have, do you have the tally for everybody? Yes, I do. And let me make sure I because I, I might be wrong. It may be nine now. Well, we got we still got two games left. We still got the Sunday night game and the Monday night game. But what's the totals look like so far? Uh. Let me see, Jimmy. Well, Delonte, of course, he's running with five losses. Uh, matter of fact, you, Delonte, and Junie all have five losses. Damn. Uh, no, take that back. Junie got six losses. Uh, Jim got six losses, and of course, I'm bringing up the rear with eight. So, hey man, it was a wild day today, man. It um, a lot of close some, games. A lot of close games. There was a lot of teams that had their that had their chances, that pissed them away. It was uh, uh, particularly in the Browns game where they, they got called for a first down and then reviewed it and changed the call, which it, it, I thought it should have been a first down. The referees that they bring in from New York thought it should have been a first down, so I don't know what they saw to overturn that. But I think the Browns got robbed of uh, of running out that clock going to victory formation. So... Um, I mean, it's stuff to talk about all over the place. Um, the reason why the Le'Veon Bells of the world and the Earl Thomases of the world held, hold out to get their guaranteed money, and you see why they do that today with Earl Thomas going on, and it looks like they're saying he has a fractured leg. Mm. That's the initial report. So if that is the case, he'll be done for the season. And uh, while that game was going on, they had the ticker at the bottom saying that Seattle was seeking – two uh, picks for Earl Thomas. So they were actively shopping him for that to happen. And for what he did to uh, when he was getting carted off the field, flipping the bird to the Seattle um, sideline, I don't think you'll see him in a Seattle uniform come next year. Oh, no. Definitely not. I I wholeheartedly agree with that. I, I don't think you will either. And, oh, the updated tally, Delonte, four losses, Brian and Junie and Jim got five losses. I'm still stuck at eight. Okay. I tried to give y'all an extra loss to get y'all caught up with me. Okay. Hmm. Well, well, we guys, let's start Tennessee, Tennessee and Philadelphia. Um, every time, I, I, maybe I need to start picking against Tennessee because this is the second time Tennessee then came back and kicked me in my butt. Um, I thought the Eagles um, – had this game, but Mar- Marcus Mariota came in, drove the boys down the field, and hit um, hit Corey Davis for uh, the go-ahead touchdown in OT, and and that was all she wrote. I mean, uh, I thought, uh, I think Carson Wentz is coming, you know, coming back a little bit. He was thirty-three of fifty for three forty-eight and two touchdowns. Um, 
the normal receiver crew on uh the 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 uh, Eagles Ertz for ten receptions. Alshon Jeffrey first came back eight receptions. Uh, then Nelson Nelson Aguilar for four. Uh, Jay Jai had seventy yards. And then on the other side of the ball, Marcus Mariota, 30 of 43, 344, two touchdowns and an interception. And uh, he was spreading the ball over all over the place. Corey Davis, Taylor, Lewis, Sharp, Henry, you name it, he was throwing the ball to him. And they just did more than Philadelphia today and, and came out with that OT victory. But I'm, I'm going to say something to that fact. Um, you know what set up that touchdown? Uh they blitz, what, eight? And you left three DBs back there. They, they blitz seven. And you left four DBs back there to cover four receivers one-on-one, and you don't have that type of talent. He got free, and just it was a beautiful pass by Mariota. Even better concentration catch because he had to stop forward and jump. But that was set up because Philadelphia defense made a huge mistake. I mean, do you think if if it's a mistake when you have the pass rushers and the and the front seven Philly Philly has? I mean, you gotta roll. I mean, you, you roll the dice and you hope that one of your pass rushers can get the Mariota and he can throw a throw a off target ball at least. You know, with the pressure. I mean, it, the same thing happened in Oakland. The uh, the Browns sent the house and uh, Derek Carr took a shot and I think it was Cookie hit on the sideline. And it was just too easy. That was a mismatch to begin with. But you're hoping you get to him and he throws that ball errant. I mean, that's that's what you – it's high risk, high reward, uh, you know. And sometimes you land on the wrist side and, and that's what happens. But where's is, where is Michael Bennett at? That, that was supposed to be like, you know, him and Fletcher Cox up front. You don't need to blitz a linebacker because those two got motors. You know, they got – SRT8s in, in their chest. Hemis, man. Yeah, but you, you, you're you not dealing with a typical pocket passer. You know, you get to Mariota, and then he slips away, and he's gone for 15, 20 yards. You know what I'm saying? It's, you, you, if you're sitting back there and you got um, – uh, I'm trying to think who uh, – Ben Roethlisberger. Someone like that's, that, that's, that's mobile, but you can get him down. I mean, Mariota and, you know, guys like that. I, you know, it is what it is. You sometimes you had to send an extra man. You had to have somebody spy. So if they do take off running, you got somebody covering them. So it's a whole game of chess. Yeah, true indeed. Um, my disappointment game of today has to be the Detroit Lions at the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. Um. Sure. And I watch I watch Golden Tate all game celebrate and show off and you know and they still end up losing the game and um was was surprising to me. Matthew Stafford only threw the ball thirty times. He had three oh seven, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Golden Tate targeted eight times, eight receptions, one thirty two, two touchdowns. Hmm. So they they were moving the ball, but the Cowboys did their thing. I gotta give it to them. Prescott, 17-27, 255, and two touchdowns. And the man we keep saying need to touch the ball, Zeke. Yep. Ezekiel Elliott, 25 attempts, 152. He didn't have any touchdowns, but he averaged 6.1 a carry. Mm. And that that is the formula 
for the Dallas Cowboys to win for the rest of the season. If Zeke doesn't have at least 20 catches and you're still looking for a, a threat at receiver, which I don't think you're going to get out of this group of receivers here. Right. But if if Zeke can touch the ball, that's going to open up the whole offense. And I just don't understand when he doesn't have these many carries. I know you don't want to wear him out, but Zeke has to touch that ball 20 to 30 times a game for this team to be successful. Who said it earlier on on, on – the pre-game, on our pregame show that he had to touch the ball 35 times for them to win. That was probably me. Uh, yeah, BJ or, or might have been Bernard. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, that's the formula, man. That's that's. He had the ball in his hand 29 times. Yeah, because he uh, – Four receptions. Yep. Four that, receptions. You know, we, you know, we, we kind of sort of agreed that, you know, you could burn him out like that. But, geez, he still had 29 touches. Now, before we was interrupted there, I was asking you guys a question. If you got uh, – now, t- Cole Beasley is a good slot receiver. That's what he is. He, he's not an outside. He's good in the slot. But you picked up Tavon Austin, and you don't hear his name too often with the Cowboys. What's the deal? I just don't think they're utilizing him correctly. You got to draw up plays for, for Hello? this guy. You know, B, can you hear us? Junior, can you hear us? KG, can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. I hear you just fine. All right, who's on with us? Let's say we got six people. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if we got six. We got Big Jim, Junie, yourself, and Delonte, and of course me. Okay, mine stays six, so. But, five. Yeah, mine. Yeah, it's a good old anchor ghost. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I think just like uh, I just think like Corey Coleman, you know, the receiver that keep getting traded around. Like when you have somebody with wheels like Tavon Austin, you have to you have to implement plays for him. Wide receiver screens, ending arounds, pick plays, just you know, of course, and then go routes, street routes down the field, go beat somebody with your speed. And then and Dallas isn't doing it. I just don't understand, you know, it, it seems so simple to us, but <laughs> you know, hey but Jerry Jones says that Dallas offense, I mean, uh, the Rams offense reminds him of Dallas offense. And I'm like, where? Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a, he's a senile old man. We're not going to pay no attention <laughs> to him. Yeah. yeah. Not at all. And anytime you got Jason Garrett as your head coach and he, he does what he does and there's no chance of him getting fired. I can't take Jerry Jones seriously. Hey, I'd like to be the Cowboys head coach. That way I know for sure if I mess up, I'm not going to get fired. Well, you got to have red hair for that to happen. So, Hey, I, it's enough dye in the world to get me red hair. I'm good. But you got to give them their props today. They followed the formula. They gave Zeke the ball almost 30 times between running and passing, pass catching. And they, and they came out with the victory uh, against Detroit, which is another team that, that falls into that category with the Bengals and the and the Falcons, which you like, you don't know what team you're going to get. You get a team the other week in Detroit that that you know beats New England, you know, and and, and I don't think I don't think New England is what they were yet. I think they're trying to work some new pieces in, but to play that game and then play down to an opponent in Dallas, I thought Detroit would have put up at least thirty five on the Cowboys. 
just that offense alone, and they didn't, which is disappointing. They got to find out a way to to get them get them boys ready to play against everybody, and not just the top, you know, to teams in the league. Yeah. Well, I I said it last week that that game against uh. New England shouldn't have been, you know, played as, oh, this is our Super Bowl, the season's over. No, it's not. Play like that every week. And they just didn't – they didn't bring it this week. That's what it was. And they like, the good teams find a way to, to bring it every week. And mm-hmm. that's that's what separates them and it makes, makes them upper echelon teams. But with that being said, we're still only in week four. And a lot of teams are trying to find identity, just like the Patriots. They they inserted Josh Gordon. He looked crisp, sharp today. Caught some passes from Brady. So when that connection gets all the way there, and then Edelman comes back, you know what I'm saying? I think it's going to take a while for these teams to get in, in a rhythm because, like like I keep harking about, nobody's having a traditional preseason where their players are getting those reps in preseason. This is basically the first two or three four weeks is a watered down product. And you're saying you, you you get to see who's who's the bottom feeders like the Arizona Cardinals of the world and and who's the middle of the pack and who might be elite, but you still need some more time for these teams to get some reps. I like the uh, B. I know you said the Detroit Dallas game was probably more disappointing. I also like the throwing it at the end of the Indianapolis-Houston game, the play calling. Absolutely. Man. Like, you know, ways to lose a game 101, Indianapolis, they demonstrated that in bad fashion. Fourth and four, and you go for it, and you throw it low. That yeah. that, that That's as much as, as play calling as quarterback play there. I'm sorry. And you know what? We 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 got to start giving out awards to these coaches. And I give Frank Reich, who I harped for two and a half years, that he should be a head coach in this league because of the talent that he had as a coordinator and his knowledge of the game. I you know I thought he should be a head coach, but this week he wins the Jon Snow Award. If you don't watch Game of Thrones, that means he knows nothing, because Jon Snow knows nothing, and he showed that he knew nothing with that fourth and four call. Yeah, they definitely should have drawn up a better play. But, hey, man, it's it's in the books now. Um, the the other game I thought – I mean, I don't think this was – I predicted Tampa Bay to win, but I'm not surprised at the result because we all knew we sat here and watched Ryan Fitzpatrick over the years, and we all knew this was coming to an end mm-hmm. sooner than later. It was just a matter of time, and – Lo and behold, Fitzpatrick struggles again, just like Jim said he he would. He struggled again, and on comes Jameis Winston. Now here's another problem for Tampa Bay. Now you got to get Jameis Winston his legs. This is going to take he, – he, he's going to do stuff just off of natural talent, but now you got to give him two or three games to get his legs back, to get his timing back. You know, now we're talking about um, – you know, Tampa Bay being hot and, you know, maybe, you know, being where the Bears are three and one. Now they're two and two. They lost two straight. So I, I really see the Buccaneers 
falling to two and four. I don't. I mean, I haven't. I don't even know who they're playing the next two games. I just know this offense is going to struggle until Jameis Winston's get his legs back in on him. Who? I'm, I'm. I called it last week, but I was premature. And you know, I, I like I said before. Uh, I said the gym was Fitz Magic already over, and. He looked good in a loss last week, but he did not look good this week. So, that that uh, Tampa Bay's next game is against the Falcons, and that, yeah, that's that's a L. That's a L. Then, uh, let me see the Falcons. Then after the Falcons, who do you have? You got the Browns. That's an L against the Browns. Then you got the yeah. Bengals. Then the Panthers. They they got a tough road. The next four games you just reeled out. They got they got tough. They got tough stretch there. They can they can come out of that. They can easily come out of that if if Jameis isn't clicking, which I think he will. I think he'll get it back. It's just gonna take him a couple games to get it back and get that offense back to clicking. The offense has shown you if 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 the quarterback play is on a high level, it can it can score with anybody. But they played it. They played the entire uh, NFC East this year, and they already beat the Eagles. The next NFC East team they have is the Redskins. Then right after that, they got the Giants. Well, you know, Deshaun. If you talking about the Buccaneers, that's who the, they both Buccaneers play the Redskins. Yeah. So you know, Deshaun Jackson going to show up for that game. Oh, but, believe me, I know he is. But that's that, that's if he's healthy. He shows up for the Eagle game and the, the Redskin game now. That's all. That's all he shows up for. But um, uh, and another team I, that I've been picking them for three weeks, and I pick against them and they burn me. The, the t- it, but it, it felt good watching Deshaun Watson and them get this their groove back and and get a W. And JJ Watt played lights out today. Um, yeah, hey man, I, I'm mad. I took that L, but at the same time, it was good seeing Houston get back on the on the on the board with a W. You know what? I tried to do something in one of the early games. I tried to take and you know, thinking that Buffalo was gonna capture that lightning in the bottle and at least put up a fight against Green Bay. I got absolutely nothing. I mean, they scored no points whatsoever. <laughs> Josh Allen looked like a, a, a rookie. Which I mean, it, it's bound to happen. But, geez, man, I got nothing going there. Atlanta, Cincinnati, straight shootout. Which I, which I feel about that. We called it. We called it. Both teams got the offensive firepower, and they brought it. They brought it. That you know, it's it could have went either way for real. That was a hell of a game, man. Cincinnati's execution at the end was flawless. Andy Dalton point spot on passes and hits AJ Green with the slider in the end zone to take the lead. And that's the second straight game that Atlanta's been over 30 points at home and they've lost the game. Boy, he had a heck of a day too. He had a hundred yards receiving. Hey, who 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 in the pregame podcast? You called it. Said Tyler Boyd. Not not John Ross. John Ross had a, a good play too. He came up limp a little bit. 
But I think he, yeah, he sure did. Yeah, I think he I think he continued to play. But Tyler Boyd and on the other side of the ball, Calvin Ridley. If Cal, I think that that's gonna be dangerous. Once the Falcons figure that out, you got Calvin Ridley, Julio, and you still got uh Tevin Cole uh Tevin Coleman. What's his name? Coleman, what's whatever his first name is. You got Coleman out the backfield, and then when Freeman comes back, you have that that firepower. I think that'll be that they if they can get that lightning in the bottle, that'll be that'll be uh, ferocious right there. But well, you had it right. It's Tevin Coleman. Is it Tevin Coleman? Okay, okay. Yeah, but don't forget about Muhammad Sanu. Uh, I think I think with with Ridley popping up like he is, I think Muhammad Sanu then dropped down to the number three or possibly fourth receiver because you, you still got uh, Hooper, the tight end. Now you got Jones, Ridley, which is uh, which I believe is uh, Matt Ryan's highest red zone target at, at this point right now. Five touchdowns in the last five games. I mean, the last uh, two games and five, well, five of them too. Ridley. So, well, Muhammad Sanu was targeted nine times a day for, for six receptions and and really had six for four and two touchdowns. So, I, I think I think Calvin really is going to take that number two spot, and and I, it doesn't hurt to have Muhammad Sanu in a, as a third. I mean, he's still, I think he's still a good receiver. Like I said, they just got to figure it out, and um, and it'll be lethal. Did y'all see Calvin Ridley and uh, Julio Jones sitting next to each other? I don't know. Julio didn't look too happy, so. You know what? I seen that shot, Jim, and he did not. He just looked like he was like, all right, why am I yeah, here? Yeah, exactly. It's this guy taking over. Well, I mean, I know I know I know I know how he's feeling, but you can't be like that. It's, it's about the team and you're going to garner the most attention on, on defense and it's gonna it's gonna you know have other people open. You know, it's just it's just the way it is. That's why Calvin really shining is because of Julio Jones, the attention he he draws. So, um, I hate to see that, but hopefully, you know, mo- he, hopefully he's just a little frustrated. You know, maybe he felt like he was open and he's not, you know, getting the ball or whatnot. But they got to work on. It. That's why I said they got to figure it out. Yeah, as long as he don't pull the AB, they all right. Oh, I don't think but so. Did- didn't uh, 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 Julio Jones do the same thing to Roddy White? Uh, I mean, <laughs> they played four years ago. Remember, Roddy White was the man, and then Julio came along, and next thing you know, Roddy White's gone. He's retired. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is, man. I mean, you can never have enough weapons on offense. You can't. It, I, I think the days are gone. Whether we're talking about football or basketball, where you have that one megastar that carries the team and then everybody else falls in line. You need as many people as you can as 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 a talented as a group as you could put together on the field to carry you to 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 football wins on Sunday. And if, if that's Calvin Ridley catching passes, if that's Julio Jones, Hooper, as long as the duck right now, they have to figure out what's going on. They've lost two straight games. You know, so I right now I wouldn't worry we worried about Who's catching the ball? Like, can we get a W? Can can a defense stop somebody? I was gonna say defense is all both sides. Mm-hmm. But and that right there, that's what I was about to say. That's the reason why they didn't lost two straight games. Not because they failed to score points. The point part is is there. I mean, they kept up with one of the best offenses in the league with 
uh, 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 New Orleans. And they they put up what? How much did they put up today? Uh, uh, 37? 36. That's not bad considering you only lost 37-36. It's not an offensive problem. Your problem is your defense. Imagine they had a defense that could hold a team to 14 points a game, 13 points a game, but you're still putting up 36. Well, let's see. You got to have it on both sides of the ball. Let's see. It's going to be that game. Like the next game they play, it's going to be the defense looking good and the Atlanta offense going to be stacked. <laughs> And, 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 and that's, we say that every week. We say that every week, Jim. It's it's Atlanta. It's it's Cincinnati. It's uh, Tampa Bay. What team are we going to get? That come Jacksonville with Blake Bortles. What team is coming out of the tunnel? Are we getting a Blake Bortles that's going to throw for thirty-five times, eighty percent completion? With 350 yards and four touchdowns, are we gonna get the Blake Bortles that's eight for 18 and 70 yards with two interceptions? Which one? You don't know which one we're gonna get. And and but now go ahead. I'm just saying you just don't know who you're getting. And it's just like just like the Dolphins came in three and zero, and and Tannehill's is borderline with that too. Which Tannehill are you gonna get? Detroit carved this New England Patriots team up last week, and they the, they made the the Patriots look like uh, a, a top tier NFL team. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong; they are. I guess that's the wrong wording. They made them look superior today when Detroit made them look inferior last week. Like Miami had no answer for New England, and, and you coming in here three and zero, and this is how you play. Like I, I it just like that game. You're three and zero, and you lose thirty eight to seven. I know you're in Foxborough, but I expected a little bit more fight than that from the Dolphins. But you, now you say which team's going to come out? And the Falcons got the Steelers next week. That's, that's a win for the Falcons. So that's going to be another shootout. It's going to be another because there's two teams that are they 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 they're the same. Offensively, they can put up the big numbers. But defensively, they can't stop anybody. Big Ben's throwing for three, four hundred yards a game. I think the only, I think the difference between the, the Steelers and the Falcons, the Steelers know what they are on offense. They have their weapons set. They know who their number one and number two is. I think the Falcons, because of the injury to Freeman, because Ridley's becoming the the red zone target, I think it's a little bit of uh, what do we, what are we? Who do I throw to? Who's going to be open? You know. I think it's a little bit of little bit of not a little bit of confusion on that offense versus Pittsburgh. This is what we are. This is what we're going to do. Ben's going to throw it forty times. You know that. You know what I'm saying. You know he's going to AB. He's going to target AB ten to fifteen times. And now Juju, he's going to probably target Juju about the same. That's going to open up the middle for Jesse James and Connor and everybody else. So those guys are happy with that. You know what I'm saying. You don't. You don't see that, you know, that, that, oh man. I mean, AB does do it, but I think he's more about winning than, you know, than a lot of people think he is. So, and you know what? You said something about Blake Borders. Let's jump into that Jacksonville, New York Jets game. Mm. Uh, Blake Borders, now B, I'll give you this. We didn't know what Blake Borders was going to show up. You say he would be anemic. But we all picked Jacksonville. 
I Blake did. Borders. Well, I mean, the smart ones. <laughs> did, but I mean, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta let you have it on that one. I don't know what you were thinking. Hey, I was but, trying to go for the upset, man. And you know what? That would have been an upset if he, if we would have got the Sam Donald from two weeks ago. But Blake Bortles was twenty nine to thirty eight, three eighty eight, and two touchdowns. We, I, now, granted, I didn't expect him to play like that. I'm sure you guys didn't expect him to play like that. Not, I don't know if it's necessarily not expecting. We know he can, but it's just he's so inconsistent. Like, we know he could do that because he showed it a couple of weeks ago in New England and then came back to Tennessee last weekend and laid an egg. Now, that, granted, Tennessee defense, I think, is, you know, has has some stifling defense, and it's a division rival. You get to see him twice a year. Those games are completely different. You know, those games aren't going to go as, as you expect because you're you're familiar with this team. So, but with that being said, you still got to show up and you still got to put up some numbers. And I, they were just that offense last week was missing, but he put up numbers this week. Hey, I'm 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 not mad at Blake Borders at all, but I I was unaware that Leonard Fournette was actually going to play this week, but he had 11 carries for 30 yards. T.J. Yeldon. Went Yeldon. Home. Yeah, 18 for 52. But then receiving, you had Westbrook nine for 130, Monkery five for 109, and a touchdown. I mean, but he got he didn't have to carry it by himself, so he got help. Hey man, and what I just say, you got to you got to do it as a unit. You can't. That's that's why you got T.J. Young and Leonard Fournette. You know, remember back in the day, we don't even have to go back 30 years. We can go back, what, 10, 15 years where one back was dominant. Now every team is looking for that two-back combo. You know, you have to have people that can do either their specialty or you you hope they can do multiple things. But, you know, Leonard, we know Leonard Fournette is more of a downhill runner. He got some wheels on him. And TJ Yeldon's your change of pace back, your cut, your cut back. But we'll see, man. We I need to see some more from them to 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 crown them going back to the AFC championship game and taking that next step. Right now, I just don't think it's there right now. No. I mean it's still early, but yeah, they, they got a ways to go. Got a ways to go. So uh, let's see what else. What other game we haven't touched? Uh, the early game, we pretty much touched on um, all of them. Uh, okay, but Baltimore is leading Pittsburgh fourteen to nothing right now. So uh, I, I, didn't, I, I was hoping one of the Stiller people would have said something about that, but I, you know, we'll leave that. We'll leave that. You know, we'll leave that alone. Yes, yeah. I'm trying. To, <laughs> I'm trying to be professional here because it's. A, I'm holding back. It's really holding me. You know, but y'all, y'all always start slow, man. That's just who y'all are. Y'all, y'all are. I think between y'all and the Chargers, I think the Chargers are the worst because they, they. We are. <laughs> we are. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna let you finish. No, no, no. I'm just saying between you and the Chargers, the Chargers, you know, start the season slow and then they gotta fight and try to get into the wild card, which ends up being short. But hey, man. I don't think you know. I think Big Ben and them gonna get it together, man. Yeah, we are garbage. I'm yeah. gonna go ahead, go ahead, sit down. It, it won't happen. It won't happen tonight at Heinz Field. And thank you, Kevin. 
I'm, I'm sorry. Now, Big Ben's going to have a good game. Now, mind you, this is not the 2000 uh, Ravens. So, you know, this defense is not lights out. So, but they number one in the you gotta, league. Well, I mean, my, my Redskins are number two in the league. So, I mean, you know, hey, hey, hey. hey. Tell me nothing, huh? No, it, it doesn't because we, we had a – out of those three games we didn't play, we had a bad game against Indianapolis and they called this up. But the Ravens, this is this is one of those – Pick them games. You can't really say who's going to win between Baltimore and Pittsburgh. This is a rivalry game, and it made Baltimore could go up twenty-four nothing right now in the first half, and we go into halftime. You see a totally different Pittsburgh team that comes right back out and bashes Baltimore's head in. The next thing you know, it's twenty-four. I tell you, all it takes is for old Joe Blow to to you know go revert back to him old self and have a little flashback and. Oh yeah, it's a wrap. wrap. I'm telling you. Well, I hope he, I hope he stop reverting soon. <laughs> I'm telling you. This Bama got, he got bums wide open. Dag up. All right, seven, my fault, y'all. Seven of eight, seventy-four yards and two touchdowns. I need him because I'm down in one of my DraftKings lineup, and I got Joe, I got Joe Blow, and I got, and I got Juju. So I'm, I'm I need one of them to, to, to really blow up. I actually, I need both of them to blow up. So I need Pittsburgh to start getting on there and scoring, man. So, and well, I I got I got Justin Tucker, so <laughs> I got the kicker. Well, you got some I, both of y'all got some. Man, oh, hey, hey, you still there? Okay, yeah, I'm here. The whole podcast left, man. I was about. To, I thought I it did to too. My phone, man. <laughs> man, I heard that noise. That noise is just annoying, man. It it, it scares the hell out of y'all. Well, like, we lost Jim. It sound like right. Well, let's yeah. But you know, he jump in and jump back let's out. Let's get to the other late games. Um, let's go to that barn burner in Seattle, man. That was just a horrible game. <laughs> I, it, it, just, it just was. It, it's wait, nothing. Wait. You got re- you got to rephrase that, B. Rephrase it for me. Dumpstify. Yeah, Dumpstify. Uh, the highlight. Uh, uh, the I guess it's Davis twenty one carries for one hundred one and two touchdowns for Seattle. And then uh, Josh Rosen actually let me not let me say it's a complete dumpster fire. Josh Rosen actually looked good. He had some really really good crisp throws. Didn't throw any interceptions today, so that's something for the Cardinals to look forward to. But at the end of the day, Seattle twenty to seventeen. It's not too much to to go into that game except the the part about Earl Thomas uh, going from being on the trading block and possibly be a move to possibly fracturing his leg and being done for the season and flipping the bird to the Seattle sideline, letting him know his displeasure. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. That's well, mm. you know what? I expected a little bit more out of David Johnson than, you know, I, I expect him to get, and not that he didn't do enough. He was 22 for 71 yards rushing and a touchdown and he had three receptions, but I expect him the way you use Zeke, that's how you have to use David Johnson. You know he's a, t- well, a talent. You know he'll split out wide. Well, I think I think David Johnson, as far as Zeke, I think Zeke is more one-dimensional because you can lie, lay on David Johnson out as receiver, just like Bell. Yeah. And, and I don't think they're – I think they're trying to work in their, their new quarterback and trying to dummy down the playbook for him. Hopefully they'll open it up because you, you just paid the man. You got you to gotta put him on the field and use him. 
True indeed. But I mean, that I think that would that that would help a lot more if you got a running back that can catch out the backfield, and that's that safety valve. Mm-hmm. You drop it right off to him and let him go. And you know, David Johnson, he's explosive. But I I I, I don't know. I mean, I, I got no answers for Arizona this season. Period. Um, but I do think that this is going to be Larry Fitzgerald last year. Oh yeah. And it's sad to see him go out the way that he's going out because he's not. He it's a lot of plays I've seen. He's open. And he doesn't get the ball. He's making catches today, so he still got it if you want to keep going. Yeah, yeah. Um, next game, Chargers take the uh, take out the 49ers, 29 to seven to twenty seven. Uh, C.J. Beathard actually played pretty good. He was uh twenty three of thirty seven, two ninety eight. With two touchdowns, but he also had two picks. Um, they played better than and what I thought they were without uh, Garoppolo. And then the other side, Philip Rivers, twenty-five and thirty-nine for two fifty, three touchdowns and uh, one interception. Melvin Gordon, fifteen attempts, one hundred four, six point nine average. Um, Keenan Allen, Melvin Gordon, both with seven receptions. And Melvin Gordon also had a receiving touchdown. He didn't have any rushing touchdowns. He had a receiving touchdown. So, uh, you know, there's Phillip Rivers over there definitely spreading out the ball and, and got the Chargers to win off of that early pick six mistake he made, uh, keeping, you know, giving uh, San Francisco life. So, yeah, man. Well, <laughs> go ahead, Jim. I, I got no thoughts on that game either. I mean, yeah. Man, it's just San Francisco need to work on their tackling, man. It was horrible. I mean, Melvin Gordon, he either ran a quarter on the sideline and was just, like, running through tackles, man. It was really bad. You, you know what? When Jimmy G went down, I kind of sort of figured that, you know, okay, it'd be tough sledding for them. But I, I said it. I had a lot of San Francisco fans disagree with me. We don't need another quarterback. You need another quarterback on that roster because C.J. Beathard is going to struggle. You need to pick somebody up. I mean, I don't mean go pick up Paxton Lynch. I, I mean, it's it's plenty of free agent quarterbacks out there. But I'm I think, sure. I, but yeah. I think, Call yeah, down. exactly. <laughs> but I think I think for the the situation, and I think who you got to coach. I think C.J. Beathard is probably the best bet because I think Kyle, being one of the more savvy offensive minds in the league. I think he's gonna make that work because you still got uh uh what's my man named the uh running back for San Francisco Bradia Breda Breda yeah still got him he only had nine for thirty nine yards but he had three receptions also so he can run the ball I think he's uh dragging an injury right now um so but you still got him and like I said he C.J. Beathard didn't have a bad game. He almost threw for 300 yards, you know. So, I think Kyle's system can work for C.J. Beathard. He just got to get some more reps. And I, I think they'd be okay, man. They held their own against the Chargers, man. I was I was surprised. I, I didn't think they would put up 27 points against the Chargers. You, you know something? Uh, Delonte said Colin Kaepernick. But you know who Kyle's best friend is and was his best friend here in D.C.? Now, I mean, it's a far fetch. I'm not saying it's a starter, long term starter. Go get Rex Grossman. He knows. He knows Kyle's offense. You just need somebody that's gonna run the ball. You got two workhorses in the backfield, and and, and Breda and Alfred Morris. Hand that ball off. Dump it down. Quick slants. 
He knows the offense. He knows how to run this. CJ Beathard. So why why would you go get Rex Grossman? CJ Beathard been there since preseason. He's been, you know, running the second team. Now he he just got to get his first team legs on him. I think they'd be okay. Quality. I mean, I'm not saying as a starter. I'm saying as a quality backup. Because who who do they have now? Y'all, y'all go ahead. Let me. I'll, I'll find out who they got okay, it back. I mean, at. I wouldn't let Rex Grossman start my car in the morning. <laughs> it, could 12, it could be twelve degrees outside. I'm and like, I, I got it, Rex. I'm good, baby. I, I think I was messed up when I saw Matt Schaub as a backup. I thought he was out the league for for the Forty ers for the Falcons. Oh, for the Falcons. Okay. Yeah. Man, Matt Schaub. Remember Matt Schaub? Man. He, he Matt Schaub was the savior of the man, Texans. That's yeah. that. I haven't heard that name in a while, man. Was. But, yeah, he was. He was. But uh San Francisco got a two year man in uh what's his name? Nick Mullins out of Southern Miss. He was an undrafted free agent in twenty seventeen. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, KG, listen to me. We talk about this all the time when with how some of these coaches in here Aren't, aren't adaptive to their environment. I think you got Sean McVay and you got Kyle Shanahan. I think they are two of the best to adapting to what they have and making it work. They're going. To, he's going to tailor that offense for C.J. Beathard. Just like if, if Jared Goff went down, Sean McVay is going to tailor that offense to that next man's strength and weaknesses. I'm telling you, San Francisco don't look for them to fall off too much. They could have easily beat. They could have <laughs> easily beat the Chargers today, and Pittsburgh is on the board. It's at uh, fourteen to three now, Baltimore. So, and you know what? They could have beat the Chargers today, but if it wasn't for that late, like I, I you can't even blame C.J. Beathard for that. That should have been an incomplete. But uh, um, I can't even think of the brother's name. He can't, he's out of Notre Dame defensive end that picked the ball off the end. That's pretty much what sealed the game right there. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. So, I, I mean, I can't blame him for that. But C.J. Beathard, he can play. I'm not saying he can't play. I'm not saying bring somebody in to take his job. But you need to bring an older veteran quarterback at the end of his run that knows football, that knows this system. And just to have somebody to sit with him and say, hey, this is the things you need to look at. This is what you need to work on. You know? I mean, that's... That's just what I'm thinking. I always think that having that veteran leadership at the quarterback position is it, it, valuable because of he's young. C.J. Beathard is very young. What is his second year? They mess around, and uh, if he coached C.J. Beathard up real good and he looks good, you're going to have a – you're not even going to have – because, you know, they, they've committed that money to Garoppolo. So you mess around and teams be going out to C.J. Beathard. Yeah, and this is only his second year out of Iowa. He was a third round pick last year. Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, I think it's uh, I, I'm, I I don't know, but I mean, I'm this is just me, you know, looking at the glass half full instead of half empty. <laughs> I like that they're posting the thing: sixteen regular season games to. The head, the head coach and um, quarterback matchups, and it was a uh, Marv Levy and Jim Kelly versus Don Shula and uh, Marino. And I think the 
QB head coach up. Is this another seven, six points for the Ravens? Nope, but they but they yeah, down on the nervous. almost to the ten. He hit John Brown. I think I got John Brown in one of my lineups, baby. Let's go, with John Brown. Because I see you, baby. I see you. I see you, Flacco. Wait. Where did, where did the safety come in at? It's 14 was smoking the safety. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. He, man, he hit him with a double move, and he got them hips twisted, and he had to turn around, and John Brown was gone, baby. Hey, man. And let's go to the last last uh, late game of the day, and it was – uh, I think Alvin Kamara needs to get to the trademark office and make his own symbol because I can't even say the New Orleans Saints beat the Giants. I'm going to say – Alvin Kamara beat the, the the Giants. He was 19 carries, 134, three touchdowns, nine targets, five receptions for 47 yards. Drew Brees, a pedestrian, 18 for 32, 217 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. He actually got outplayed by Eli, 31 for 41, 255 in a touchdown. Uh, Saquon Barkley, 10 for 44, one touchdown. Sterling Shepard, 10 receptions, 77 yards, a touchdown. Odell Beckham, seven receptions for 60 yards. Uh, also, Barkley had six receptions for 56 yards. So, I don't know what it is with the Giants. And I, to me, if you ask me, I think it's Eli. But they have Barkley in the backfield, which we all see that that boy's going to be special. He is special. Then you have Odell and Sterling Shepard. I don't understand why this why this offense is struggling. I cannot understand for the life of me because the defense plays de- decent. They they're playing decent ball. I just don't. I can't. If I had to say, I think it's Eli. I just think it's Eli. Not yes. Yes. <laughs> I guess I guess Pittsburgh did something. Okay, yeah. And you know, what, you know what's so funny? How everybody's TV is like five seconds slower, twenty seconds faster because he screamed. I'm looking. I'm like, what happened? And then I see the fumble like ten seconds later. Hey, they need they needed that man. They needed that. Exactly. And they on the one, they gotta go ninety nine yards, but they can do it though. But hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something. That right there, that moment right there, that is the true essence of the sideline junkies. Hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent, man. But any any thoughts, guys, on the on the the, the Saints New York game? Uh, it, it went as we. We pretty much thought it would go. I, I for me, I'm. I wasn't shocked at Kamara, I, not at all. Um, I was glad that Sterling Shepard had, you know, the seven receptions and things like that. And uh, I got him in fantasy. I just picked him up early in the week. But I don't believe it's Eli that's the problem. I think the problem is I, this is the same. This is the same Eli from. The Tom Coughlin era. Yes, he was a few years younger, but if you don't put a valuable offense, you got to – the thing they should have did in the offseason, you got Saquon, but you need to build up your offensive line. That's that's that, that needs to be built. 
because Eli really, I mean, he was quick today. He he was getting passes out of there in under three seconds. And, I mean, he was completing them. He was looking good. But I just gave Eli his props. He he outplayed Drew Brees. Why isn't that – Delonte, Jim, why isn't the Giants' offense moving the ball down the field with the weapons they have? Uh, is that line? That line shaky? When you have a shaky line, you know, your quarterback, you know, just that decision making is going to be actually sketchy at best. See, I wonder if it's the offensive coordinator then, because they got weapons. Yeah. And but to see OBJ on the sideline having a tantrum again isn't cool, so that doesn't help. But yeah, they should be more efficient. They should be more. Um, the deep. same. It's saying the Giants had two turnovers. It wasn't by Eli, so I don't know if some they had a couple of fumbles. Or yeah, the fumble. fumble. Okay, so I mean that definitely doesn't help. But I mean, when you hold Drew Brees to two hundred and seventeen yards and no touchdowns, you got to win that game. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. But you know what? Looking at the staff, and we talk about the the line. They got Mike Shula as their offensive coordinator. So, I mean, most of us are old enough to remember Mike Shula, son of Don Shula, the great Don Shula. He wasn't a real good uh, head coach, but somehow, someway, he stayed in the league all these years. It's a lot of below-average players and head coaches that stay in the NFL and wonder why your your your, your organization struggling. And you got the Paxton Lynches of the world and the and – the, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to. What was the uh, Nate Pe- Nathan Petermans of the world? It's like who? Why do people still have jobs? I don't understand. I know you. I know you're not going to oh. hit on everybody, but when you miss like that, you just need to be exiled. Yeah, true. But now with the Giants staff, their assistant defensive back coach is Deshae Townsend. Okay. okay, my man, director of player development. The uh, director of player development is David Tyree. It's not. I mean that, that that says a lot. I mean, not not saying not taking anything away from these guys and the way they do their jobs, but Mike Shula need to call Dad and find out. Hey, I need some plays that you ran with the Dolphins. They're gonna be like, boy, back in my day, we had eight eight tight ends on the field. You got a Larry Tonka in the backfield, <laughs> and, and you know what? He actually does though. <laughs> Saquon hey, Barkley. Hey, I, I think the, the formula for the Giants, and Odell's not going to like this, but I think they're going to have to let my man Saquon get it 20 to 30 times. Same same formula for Zeke, and I, I think that's going to – I mean, Sterling Shepard, 10 targets, 10 receptions. Od, Odell, seven receptions. It, it was pedestrian, but he had seven receptions. And some of it was in garbage time also, so – but – um. Hey, sideline junkie. Hey, man, I just want to let y'all know. I know we keep harking about the website. I'm working on it. We're working on it. I'm trying to get it so that everybody knows how to get on there and put their content on there. So we're not giving you no half-ass product. We want it. when we put this out here, we're going full throttle, 100%. And that's what we want to give to y'all because guess what? Coming around the corner, we're already in preseason NBA, baby. So we're gonna have a lot to talk about. Uh, we're in preseason NHL playoff race in MLB. Man, we got a lot coming up. Jamil Oakford just walked out. He hurt himself. 
Uh oh. That's not good. But he had a nasty back down dunk though. If he do that, the gym dropped off again. All right. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna keep it going. I I wanna. I'm looking at the schedule. You know, I had the bleach. I had Bleacher Report up, and I'm looking at the schedule of games, and I see next Saturday. My Maryland Terrapins going to Ann Arbor to play the Michigan Wolverines, and that is going to be, that is going to be an absolute thrashing. That is going to be a thrashing like no other, and then they're just not ready. They playing, they play decent ball, but they're just not ready for the top tier of the Big Ten yet. I'll be watching it, but it's going to get ugly, fast, quick, and in a hurry. Well. I mean, it's always room for you over here in uh, South Bend, nah, Indiana. I wouldn't, I wouldn't walk over. Yeah. There. <laughs> I don't know. Number six in the country. Mm. Five and zero, oh, and we got Virginia Tech coming up on Saturday at eight o'clock. So you really don't no, want to do that? I, I'll just watch my team Saturday get the the horns beat off of them by Michigan, and I'll just sit in my slumber and. I probably won't even watch the whole game. I can't watch a a, a total slaughter for sixty minutes. I, I can't do it. <sighs> I, I try to give you outs. I try to save you, pull you up, and you just treat me so goddamn on bad. <laughs> you know what, man? It's called being loyal to your squad, man. So you want to be loyal. You want to be loyal to them. Hmm. But hey, man. Oh. I'm I'm loyal to my squad. We 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 going on close to thirty years. Oh shoot, this season is thirty years. Thirty years of being a Notre Dame fan. How about that? Oh, congratulations. Let's see if y'all win something. <laughs> wow, did you just yawn and say that? Oh, oh congratulations, man. I say, I mean, because my you gotta you gotta you gotta the the, the Maryland Terps aren't expected to do nothing. What they do is just a bonus. So your team. And the, the Clemsons of the world, and they're expected to win championships. So, call me when y'all win a championship. Well, we closer y'all, than y'all, y'all are. Y'all are light years closer than us. Like, like, oh, yeah, like, course. like to make a Star Trek reference. Y'all on warp nine, and we're Scotty's still in our ship trying to fix the fucking engines. It's not even. Close. <laughs> we're not even moving. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. <laughs> Well, long as you yeah, see I, it. I can't even get uh, – uh, I'm giving her all she's got out of Scotty because we ain't got nothing to give. So. Well. But, hey, man, that's, that's, all, the, that's all the games for today, fellas. Do we have anything else on the slate? Um, we didn't hit everything. only thing we got, I mean, Baltimore's up 14-3 on Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh's just cro- – uh, get ready to cross the 50 on second and seven. Oh. Uh, Oh, they got Ben in trouble. You guys see some more points, Juju. Wow. Mm. Hey, now see that right there. That was an off. That was an off time throw because he backpedaled and threw that falling backwards. And you still you can't like Big Ben because of that. Come on, Jim. I, I'd love to have a quarterback that could make off throw off time throws like that. I wish I could trade him to the Redskins. <laughs> we'll give you Colt McCoy. I may take him. <laughs> this man might be the only Pittsburgh fan. I know you know I'm not gonna say that because I know it's more, but he's definitely in the minority. You got a top top five quarterback in the league, 
And this man, if, if Jimmy was the GM in Pittsburgh, he'd have been. He would. Matter of fact, after this play right here, Tom would call Roethlisberger over the like, You've been traded. You have to leave now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pack it up. Don't even take it off. Keep the jersey. Go ahead on. Hey, the GM, our new GM is already. Our new GM has already called the police. If you're not, if you're not oh, out wow. of the team, go uh-huh. to the locker room and get your stuff. You're not out the stadium in 15 minutes. He's gonna arrest you. <laughs> <laughs> but the bad part about it, Big Ben's gonna be a Hall of oh, Famer when he retires. Hall- First ballot, oh, that's on, no dude. problem. I need you to catch that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, take us away, KG. That's it for us tonight. I hope everybody enjoyed our our NFL recap show. Um, if you want to hear our picks from earlier. Definitely check out the uh, early show, uh, week three, one o'clock, four o'clock games, and week, week four, four. I'm sorry, week four, one o'clock, four o'clock games, and uh, you'll definitely be hearing more from the sideline junkies. We we plan on doing a, a gaming podcast, gaming episode. Uh, I think the first episode uh, we're gonna be talking about EA Sports and Madden football and uh, the pros and the cons and what we like and what we like to see on the game. I know uh, I've been talking to Jim about that. And, of course, we have an all-wrestling episode with the Don Rodriguez and KG hosting that Saturday night. That's the big hit right now. Um, and then we're coming to you live and direct with uh, NBA, like like KG say, NBA, NHL, NBA playoff, MLB playoffs is about to, uh, to ramp up. So we got a lot of content to get out. We hope you'll join us for it. Well, and shoot, uh, uh, if you want to get in touch with any one of the Sideline Junkies, if you go to our Facebook page, uh, Sideline Junkies, that's with a colon, podcast, it's uh, our actual cover picture is everybody's Twitter handle. Um, on Twitter, Sideline Junkies, catch us by email, SidelineJunkies247 at gmail.com. Or on Instagram, Sideline Junkies. What the fuck? Don't forget to listen to us right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Hey, we raw and we real. We we are raw and real. That's true fandom right there. Don't forget, you can listen to us right here on our home, Anchor FM, uh, Radio Public, Breaker, Castbox, Google Podcasts, uh, Apple iTunes in the podcast section, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Case, Spotify, and Podchaser. All right. So that is that's all we got for tonight. I hope you enjoyed the sideline junkies for myself, BJ, for KG, Delante, and Big Jim. That's all we got for tonight. Everybody be safe and we'll see you next time. Good night. Tuesday. Peace out.